0: Welcome to Nairobi Chapel Mbakasi. We grow deep to reach wide. Namaste, everyone. (laughs) Happy new month to you all. Hoping this finds us all well. We are safe. We are warm. We are doing okay. Karibuni sana. Hey, but you guys have missed you. This is Fred Alexander Ayola, as usual, the pastor here at Nairobi Chapel Mbakasi. I am glad, Mazea, I'm so grateful, so glad that you've chosen to listen in from wherever you are. May the Lord bless you. We hope you've enjoyed the good uh, the good message of August. Uh, we were talking about um, God Still Speaks, a podcast series that, um, in case you missed, by the way, Mazea, it's on Anchor FM. Uh, that's a website. Type in Arobi Chapel Mbakasi, you'll find us there. There's encouragements. Um, and this is an encouragement where encouragements that our our people right here at mbakasi shared with us it was amazing man we have we had our pastor from the children's ministry reminding us that God still speaks to our children in case you're sitting there wondering um does God can God speak to my child oh yes he can just uh, go, go to a podcast you'll find it on there uh Lawi one of our congregants spoke dc spoke my lovely wife oh guys man huh my wife spoke, man, in Psalms 19. That was beautiful. Was well, simply simply reminding all of us, guys, that even in this difficult season, God is still speaking. He that He's in the business of speaking to his creation. That is Jehovah. And so, um, just go, Anchor FM, type it on, the, on, the, on Google, type in Mbakasi, you'll find us on there. And may the Lord bless you. Before you continue, as usual, some quick announcements. Number one, followers on our social media handles. Eh, we plug in ourselves. We plug ourselves. We plug in. <laughs> we plug ourselves every time. Nairobi Chapel Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. We have information about everything that's happening around our church. How eh, the series we're talking about, the reminders, eh, what's happening in our space. And you know, believe it or not, hey, we are two months away from our anniversary. Two months. In November, we'll be celebrating two years at Nairobi Chapel in Bakasi. The God has been amazing. And also uh, on our social media handles, there's a, a link tree uh, bio link. There you'll find all our podcasts, you'll find our sermons, we'll uh, find our giving details, we'll find our children's crafts and devotions, and our communication line, guys. Imagine now you can talk to us, you can call us, you can. WhatsApp us, you can send us a text, send us a message. 074192715. That's 0741 yeah, Hey man, draw, drop us a line. Help us uh, help us know how you're doing. Let us know how you're doing. We are here to serve you in the Lord. We're on, we on a new month, man. Happy new month. Just like I've said, I hope your month has begun begun well. Things are at least getting better in our nation in the world. And so we are a new podcast series. Um, I believe God has led me to speak on the title "Sorrow is Better Than Laughter." Hey, yes, I said it correctly. Sorrow is better than laughter. And before you give me those looks, you know those I will kill you kind of looks, like what are you talking about, kind of looks. Let me let me just share something quickly about my story in August. Like many of you, I tried I try every year to at least go through the Bible once. Most times I'm just reading, but most of those times I do a lot of study as well. Especially when something jumps off the pages of the book. You know you know that moment you have when you're reading something amazing and you're like, Ooh, what's that? In the month of August, I was seeking the Lord what I should be telling his people in September. And then I get the book of Ecclesiastes. That, that was specifically on August 3rd. I read chapter 7 and just like it sometimes happens, These verses jumped off the pages of the book, the Bible, and here we are. Um, Allow me to read them. This is from Ecclesiastes chapter 7. I'll read from verse 1 to 6. Ecclesiastes 7 from verse 1 to 6. A good name, verse 1, is better than fine perfume. eh? And the day of death, better than the day of birth. It is better to go to a house of mourning than to go to a house of feasting. For death is Death is a destiny of everyone. The living should take this to heart. Verse 3, frustration, or in other uh, translation, sorrow is better than laughter. Because a sad face is good for the heart. The heart of the wise is in the house of mourning. But the heart of the fools is in the house of pleasure. It is better to heed the rebuke of a wise person than to listen to the song of fools. <laughs> Verse number 6. Like the crackling of thorns or crackling, yeah, the crackling of thorns under the pot. So is the laughter of fools. This too is meaningless. Why? Hey, that's from the Bible, Ecclesiastes, writer King Solomon is telling us that sorrow is better than laughter. Before we continue, um, join me in prayer. Let's pray. Our dear Heavenly Father, we thank you today. Speak to us through the power of the Holy Spirit in the mighty name of Jesus Christ, our once suffering Savior. Let's all say amen. Mm. It's quite interesting that not too long ago, the first thing doctors had to do to a newborn is instill pain to it. Hey, most of us listening to me right now are probably dangled upside down and given a light but painful pat on the bum. So we could cry. So we could breathe. Mm. For us to learn how to walk, we had to stumble a few times. Remember? I have two children and so I remember vividly when they started learning to walk, it was two steps, boom, on the floor. One step, boom. Before the first step, boom. Before we walked, we had to stumble. First to learn how to ride a bike meant falling from the bike a couple of times. I remember vividly when my dad brought me a bike. Not bought me, like I was the only child. Come on, <laughs> Freddy. It was, he brought us a bike. I wouldn't say we, what age, it was too late <laughs> that we still took the bike. And believe it or not, learned how to ride a kwabarabara that has had a steep downhill slope, my goodness. The bruises, hey, moving on swiftly. Do you remember the time at work that you learned how to print a double-sided piece of work? piece of work? Many of us, they don't know those old printers that didn't have this double-sided printing facility that we were enjoying right now. Remember that learning process. The time you joined the gym, mm, for what was strong, those guys who want some muscle. You for the very first time. Excitement galore. You are ready. Eh, January, guys. I I know you. eh. Mm. But after the gym session, and you went to sleep, and woke up the next morning, you know how that thing felt. On a more serious and even somber note, I dare say that it never felt good when your friends laughed at you when you fell, learning how to ride the bike. It's never a good feeling when... They laugh at you. It's nasty when you're the mean you know, of the ladies who fall trying to strut on the red carpet. Ah. It's really so painful the day after the gym, just like I've said. But to the point that many of us quit right there and never go back. Most of us have never forgotten how it felt the day he or she told you, it's over, eh, Imeisha we are done we are done it's not you it's me we are done He ma- i remember i closed myself in a room for two weeks that's a story for another day pain mental anguish frustration exasperation anger vexation irritation bitterness resentment disappointment discouragement disheartenment dispiritedness depression dissatisfaction discontentment aggravation guys we all understand this emotion so well because at one point or another, I believe that everyone listening to me right now experienced it. What sets us apart, though, is how we dealt with these emotions. How, how, how do you deal with them? How, how did you deal with yours? How did she deal with them? How how did you deal with the pain of falling off the bike? Did you get back on or did you quit? How did you cope with the fear of being thrown in the deep end of the pool. Hey, my wife is one of those guys who was taken and thrown to the deep end of the pool. And she had to find her way off the water. Hey, painful stuff, man. Fearful stuff. How did you cope with your first romantic heartbreak, guys? Mine felt like death had come at my doorstep. I dare ask, how how are you coping with the death of King Charles? T'Challa, the king of Wakanda, Wakanda forever. I must say I was so heartbroken broken in a land that King T'Challa was dead. It was sad, man. This guy spoke to the billions around the world. He was such an iconic figure of the Marvel Universe. Rest in peace, Chadwick Boseman. You, you really blessed us. I couldn't believe he died so young, in so much pain and in that, in that much suffering with one of our world's greatest killers today, cancer. Sad stuff man. One thing that is evident in my life and in the life of many around me is that there's normally about two ways you all deal with pain and suffering in our lives. We either ignore the pain or we confront it head on. There's many other ways to deal with it, but is basically divided into those two. Ignoring it leads to instances of compartmentalizing. Hey, that word, man! And even those of sweeping things under the carpet. You know yourselves, guys who sweep things under the carpet. But they're never healthy, though. But confronting painful feelings and situations will help us deal with them better in the long run. So if dealing with pain demands confronting pain, how then can the verses you've just read indicate that the places of pain and frustration and suffering are better than laughter. At your job is to confront these issues 24-7. My goodness. Let's just reread a couple of the verses we've read from the portion of scripture again. Number one, it says, the day of death is better than the day of birth. At your death day is better than your birthday. Hey, guys, for... Oh, Hey, Hey, hey. Hey our death is... Number two, it is better to go to a house of mourning than to a house of feasting. For death is the destiny of everyone. That is true. The living should take this to heart. Number three, frustration, sorrow is better than laughter. Because a sad face is good for the heart. Number four, the heart of the wise is in the house of mourning. But the heart of fools is in the house of pleasure. Hey, see me me mesema. Look for King Solomon. I think he's dead and in heaven right now with the father speak to him. That is from Ecclesiastes chapter 7. If you notice though in these verses there is the pointing to the house and the place of mourning, aka the funeral or burial place. Laughter is scarcely found there unless one of the speakers reminds us of something funny they remember about the person or the people we are mourning. As a matter of fact, it's only at the funeral where we, one, get to fellowship with the bereaved and mourn and mostly cry with them. We'll meet them in the house, or but at the funeral place, must they be there to mourn? Number two, it's at the funeral where we get to think seriously about death. The thought process of death begins very strongly in your mind. What it means and the process of life after death. The process of life after death. What is that? Like, how does... If you've never thought about it, it is at the funeral where for some reason, and I believe everyone listening to me knows what I'm talking about. For some reason, you can never leave a, a funeral and not think about that. Number three, we get to hear the life story of the dead and what it meant to live either a full life or an empty one. And we celebrate life, especially if it was lived well, Or feel really bad for the one that wasn't. It's normally very sad when you hear that the bereaved or the one who died, sorry, the one who died never lived a full life. It is sad, man. I must tell everyone listening to me right now, find the fullness of life and find it in Jehovah. If you live a full life, ah, celebrating you at the point of death will be amazing. If you check keenly, these aren't things we do at the birthday party. Then all the things you talk about during the graduation ceremony. I believe this is where the writer tells us sorrow is better than laughter. I know <laughs> most, if not some of us, <laughs> right now are like, okay, you want to tell me, I have come to listen to this thing only to be told that my broken heart is in the right place. You mean to tell me that this heart, pain, suffering, the anguish that its good for me, how now? And imagine I've come to say yes. But before I continue, eh, before you throw the stones, please don't for a single minute assume that I condone violence to individuals, rape, or even murder, simply because I've said sorrow is better than laughter. All I'm trying to say that most of the pain we face, as those who know the Lord, He uses to work for our good. If you're in any of the situations I've just mentioned, it's never a conducive environment. So please report it. Speak up. Let somebody know and find help as soon as possible. Find it now, even as you hear me speak. If you're experiencing mental language and pain and suffering that needs medical attention, please be bold enough to ask and get help. Remember, though, remember also, Remember this, that it is the Lord Jesus who told us in the book of Luke chapter 17 verse 1 that offenses, I dare say pain, suffering, anguish, will come. They must come. That's what he said. He looked at the disciples and told them, guys, imagine pain will come. Trouble will come. I believe he's talking about offenses, pain, suffering, resembling the souls from the gym that are meant to build your muscles. Not just trouble to leave you in anguish, but meant to do something to you. The pain of falling off the bike that demands you get back on it to learn how to ride. The pain of being the meme of the globe one day and the expert in a field on the other. The pain and suffering God allows in our lives works for our good. Please always remember that. I don't do the same ones who say things like, if it wasn't for the pain and suffering in my internship days, hey, I don't think i would be where I am right now. I am a manager because I was never, I learned the difficulty of the internship days. Remember, we are the ones who say the same things like that. If it wasn't for the heartbreaks that I experienced in my younger years, I would never know the difference between a good and a bad spouse. Now I know. When I see him over there, I just be like, No. We are the same ones who says things, things like that. Let me read some verses for us. Matthew chapter 5, I'll read from verse 10 to 12. Blessed are those who are persecuted because of righteousness. For theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are you when people insult you, persecute you, and falsely say all kinds of evil against you because of me. Rejoice and be glad because great is your reward. is your reward in heaven. For in the same way, they persecuted the prophets who were before you. Jesus was speaking to the masses, telling them, guys, when you know the Lord, now don't assume that pain will not be your portion. We are not, we, we here in Arubichapole and because are not of that the, the doctrine, that because I know the Lord, ha, hallelujah, one of the things that is my portion, I will never see pain, I will never see sorrow, I will never see sadness. I will not forever be in anguish. Come on, guys. Come on. Jesus is telling us, blessed are those who are persecuted because of righteousness. Of righteousness, You'll be insulted, persecuted, falsely accused because of Jesus. This looks like the martyrs. You know the martyrs of old? We even have martyrs today. They are martyrs even as we speak in our uh, Country, uh, our friendly countries of India, China, guys. It's happening even as we speak. But even closer home, some of us are born again in homes that guys don't know Jesus. You love the Lord, but your spouse does not even know Him, or used to know Him, but now they're like, eh, "I'm done with this Jehovah." There's a lot of anguish and pain in that. Jesus is telling us, "Blessed are you." Imagine you are blessed because you know the Lord in a difficult space. Pain will be your portion. He calls you blessed. That is not being blessed. Blessed is when you are in a difficult situation, knowing the Lord and your surrounding space. Your surrounding your workplace. You are them, you, you are the meme of the workplace. They, they make fun of you because you read the Bible all the time. They make fun of you because your Bible is always open. They make fun of you because you've highlighted your Bible with a thousand and one colors. They make fun of you because you love the Lord and do not even have uh, enough money in the bank. They make fun of you, but you're blessed. Some of us are in difficult uh, marriage situations. Your spouse doesn't even know the Lord. You found the Lord. Now you're wondering, "Eh, did I make a mistake? No, you didn't. Blessed are you. Remember what Jesus has said. Romans chapter 8 verse 35 to 39 tells us, who shall separate us, verse 35, from the love of Christ, shall trouble, hardship, persecution, famine, nakedness, danger, or the sword? As it is written, Psalms 44, I believe, verse 12, for your sake we face death all day long. We are considered as sheep to be slaughtered. Verse 37, no, in all these things we are more than conquerors through him who loved us. For I am convinced that neither death, nor life, angels, demons, present, future, nor any powers, neither height, nor depth, anything else in all creation will be able to separate us from the love of God that is in Christ Jesus our Lord. Nothing can separate you from his love. Nothing can not the trouble in your life. No, Some of us assume that because I was born an orphan, eh, it will never separate you from God's love. Because you have trouble in your health, some of us assume that God's love is maybe distant. Because you have trouble all your life, your mind is in anguish because of the trouble you went through last week, because of the trouble you're facing in this season. Because of the anguish in your family, you're assuming God's love is far reaching. It can never get to you. God's love reaches beyond your trouble. Please remember that. Let's look at what Jesus tells us about his pain and suffering. Mm. Jesus. We've talked about the book of Matthew and Romans that talk about Jesus. Yeah, let's, look. let's now see what he told us. John, There's a beautiful verse. John chapter 16 verse 33. Ay, 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 ay. This verse is amazing, guys. I love it. Whenever I'm in very difficult situations, you know those moments you're thinking, how will I even come out of this? Will this ever change? Will my situation be different? Will this COVID season ever, ever end? Are we in this all the days of our lives? The days of our lives. You know that show? Are Are we, are we, are we, is this the end? I remember John 16, 33. Jesus said, I have told you these things, guys, so that in me you may have peace. Why? In this world, Jesus says, you will have, say it, trouble. You will have pain. You will have anguish. You will have sorrow. But, there is a but. Ah, hallelujah. There is a but. Huh? I almost became like one of those preachers. But, hallelujah, (laughs) there's a but. Take heart, Jesus says. I have overcome hmm, the world. Guys, I have been sent by the Lord in this month, in this season, today, this morning, this evening, this afternoon, to remind you through this podcast that Jesus is the only one who can see you through the pain and suffering you're facing today. We've just read from John 16.33 that he overcame the world and all its troubles. Think about it. He was born in a very poor family. He went through the most atrocious poverty in his life. He went through shame. He went through discouragement after discouragement. His own family rejected him. His own family thought he was a madman, Remember? His own disciples some of his disciples left him. They thought at one point that he was speaking from the pits of hell, that he was not okay, that he was being a madman. He overcame all of that. He overcame the world and his troubles to show us we can also overcome all of our pain, all of our troubles, all of our suffering, and all of our Sorrows. We can try to do it in our own ways, but it is only in Him that we'll overcome. Only in Him, guys. Psalm 34, verse 18. Beautiful verse. The Lord is close to the brokenhearted. I like to say the Lord is close to the sorrowful, He's close to the trouble hearted, to those in trouble. He saves those. Hear this who are crushed in spirit. That's, that's, that's the word of God. Psalms 34 was 18. There's, there's another one. Psalms 55 verse 22. The first part. Give all your burdens to the Lord and what will he do? He will take care of you. Are you in pain today? Are you in anguish? Are you sorrowful? Give it to the Lord and he will take care of you. Psalms 147 verse 3 jehovah heals the brokenhearted and he binds up their wounds he will heal our pain and he will bind up the wounds that our pain have caused us i urge you by the masses of god to give all your pain and heart and anguish and sorrow to the lord and in his own Godly way His majestic Powerful way He will bind up All the wounds My question to you then Is where have you been Taking your pain Where do you take your troubles Who, who do you share Your anguish with Who do you share who, who, hey, hey, who do you share Your sorrows And suffering Within this season Today In your life The trouble you're facing The one that is bothering you. The Lord has sent me to remind you to take it to him. He will take care of them for us. He has promised us. Notice the the promise in Psalms 56 verse 8. I love that promise. He takes all our tears and puts them in a bottle. He has recorded all of them. How can somebody take all your tears and record them? From your pain and your sorrow. And he doesn't care for you. Oh, in the name of Jesus, may you take all your pain and leave it at the feet of the Lord. Let's pray, guys. Almighty God, in the glorious name of our one suffering Savior, we thank you today for your word. Thank you for reminding us to bring all our pain, trouble, anguish, and suffering to you. Forgive us for the wrong places you've sometimes sought help from and help us to understand Because you've overcome all your pain, your trouble, your anguish and suffering in this world, you can also overcome it all, but only in you. We thank you today for your care for us. In Jesus' name we have prayed, believing, can I hear you say amen. Thank you guys for listening in. So may the Lord bless you. May he keep you and always make his lovely face to shine upon you. And may he be gracious to you. May he make his favor be your portion even in these difficult, sorrowful times. May he bless you with his peace, the peace that surpasses all human understanding, the peace that guards our hearts and minds. May he remind you that he overcame this troublesome world. And because he overcame, you can also overcome all the pain and sorrow in your life. Till next time, guys, and allow me in honor of a fallen king, chala, Chadwick Boseman. Wakanda of forever.